Sarah Davis. And this is Rob Lindley. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode 23. Enjoyable number. It's a good number. Um, but we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to do kind of a little update on something that it that we introduced a long time ago. And we introduced it solely as being a recurring um, fixture. And this is We haven't really of, talked about it since. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> the, well, we talked about the neighbors. Yes, we did. So this is um, the extras in the movie of our lives. We have, um, I had a, a delightful time the other night and I had a great extra just come right into my life hardcore. I had a show at Improv Olympic, at which is down by Wrigley Field. And basically I can take the bus straight up to Andersonville where I live. Mm-hmm. So I have to, the bad part is that um, Cubs games are still going on. Oof. So I get out of the theater and you kind of like, it's like you're in Mardi Gras. Like all of baseball crazies. Like, oh my God. It's a, it's a river of people. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I can, and I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to, ta- I'm just going to take a cab. I can't right. be bothered. And, um, but then just as I'm going to like put my hand in the air for the cab, the bus is right there. I'm like, well, this is stupid. Right. I have a fare card. So I, I get on the bus and it's kind of normal but there's a lot of people and there's, you know, there's people of varying degrees of sobriety on the, on the bus. And then there's some people that are, um, you know, who look like maybe they're going to be sleeping on the bus that evening. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, then I, we go a couple blocks and this guy comes in who looks like he's got his whole life together, but he's got a huge, um, one of those, um, shopping cart things that people, you can either put your, sh- you not a real shopping cart, but like a grocery cart. Yeah, the kind of vertical kind. Yeah, that right. you can sometimes take... people put groceries in or your laundry. Your laundry, in. right. And he's got one of those and it's full of shit. And on, on on top of it is a basket of roses that are silk roses with um that are white and the outside petals have American flags on them. What? And yes. What on and, earth? And mylar balloons attached to it. And a tote bag that has um, children's umbrellas in them that have, like, Belle, the princess, as the handle. (laughs) What on earth? All of this. And he looks like a really normal guy. And then I see coming up behind him is this woman who has... She was wearing like a denim jumper, like a denim uh-huh. drop waist dress yeah. and a jacket with um, lots of uh, American flag um, pins on it. And then she had really long hair and a brown crocheted hat with um, like a weird, it looked like she had taken a scrunchie, like, you know, the, one of those fancy scrunchies that have like sparkles and stuff oh, yeah. hanging out of it. She had made, fashioned that into the hat band of the hat. Then earth? she had taken some fake hair. <laughs> uh-huh. This sounds like I'm making this up, but this really happened. And it was like the crimped faked hair that, that kind of matched hers, but then it had like purple, nice shiny hair. <laughs> right, right. That part was kind of ratted and teased and just stuck on the back of the hat. <laughs> so I was Wait, like, and first- she had flags on her jacket? Yeah. Was this like the the Patriotism Express bus? And it was just, for this woman. It was. But then you had the guy with the flag roses too. They were together. No, they weren't together. 
she asked him to help her with her cart up the stairs. So it was her cart. And then behind her were two younger girls, and they were carrying her purse and another bag full of umbrellas. Wow. So then I'm like, okay, this woman must go down like to Millennium Park and stuff like and that. And sell this crap. And roses. And then all of a sudden she's <laughs> like, yeah, the White Sox are going to win. But they won the World Series because of the Catholics. And the Southside Irish, they pray for it. They pray for them. We need to start praying for the Cubs on the North Side. We have to pray for them. It was St. Patrick who did it for the White Sox. Same oh. as he did for the Red Sox. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, we're on Crazy Town Express. Woo-woo. Wow. Keeps talking, and then she's like, I love Chicago. I love Mayor Daly. I I think Mayor Daly might be a leprechaun. You know? What? And she is serious. Then she tells me that her grandson, Miles, was named after Michigan Avenue, and her (laughs) grandson... Her grandson Maxwell was named after Maxwell Street, and her grandson Taylor was named after Taylor Street. Wait, wait, you're gleeping. Say the last one again. Her grandson Taylor was named after Taylor Street. Wait, I'm still laughing at Miles was named after Michigan Avenue. For those of you non-Chicagoans, the there's a stretch of Michigan Avenue called the Magnificent Mile. Is that what so, that's for? Miles? Oh, that's brilliant. It was delicious. And then she goes, I eat. I even have a song. <gasps> no, she didn't. Yes. And I then, when she says, I even have a song, and I'm I'm the type of person who just soaks all this in, right. and I will I will talk to someone yeah. like this because I want more. Yeah. And, there, and I turn to the people next to me, and, and they are just not making fun. No one was making fun. But they are my age, and they are just as, like, drawn into this right, woman. Right. And holy shit, she's going to sing. And she sang a song for us um, about how Chicago got its name (gasps) that at first I thought was a real song. Yeah. It was like, the Indians one day called it Shilagayogo. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was something about how the Indians had had originally named it. But then... Turning, then the song started talking about how Mayor Daly was a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Everything from the conversation then made its way into this song. I'm like, oh, you're just making this up. Just making this up. But I was, uh, she drew me in. Did you buy um, an umbrella? Oh no, I did not. They looked. Think that's what she was going for. Do you Uh, think she was just like? Crazy town, or did wish that it would all really I, apply to for then no, for you to be like. And by the she, way, buy my roses of America. <laughs> no, she said she loved talking to strangers. She goes, we never know. It's, the good book tells us that we are entertaining angels unawares. You know, one time Bob Hope asked me to take the CTA with him. I didn't know it was Bob Hope. I kept saying to him, "You look just like Bob Hope." And after I had ridden on the CTA with him, he said, "I am Bob Hope." Wow. And I was like. Yeah, she was nutballs, but I love it. I love stuff like that. I live for it. I live for the fun, interesting people. And what is her life? Like, if you go into her right. house, is it just like American flags and Disney umbrellas everywhere? Wow. I don't know. Perhaps. Not crazy Town Express. Next stop. <laughs> uh, otherwise known bus. as the Clark Street bus. <laughs> right. Was this the 22? The number 22. That's right. Oh, I missed the 22. I used to live by the 22.
Doug had never, Doug had never taken it, and the other day I needed to use the car, and he said, "Well, how will I get?" He needs to get to a show like mm-hmm. near Belmont and Clark, and I said, "Oh, just go get on the bus. Mm-hmm. We are we we live two blocks from the bus, and right. I'm like, you, you, it's going to be two blocks to walk there." And he's like, "I've never done this before," and he get, later that night he goes, "I don't know if I should admit this." But riding the bus is fun. Oh, I used to love taking the bus. I didn't care for the L so much. There was something about the bus, though. Maybe because you you got a better sense of the fact that you were traveling because, you you know, it's above ground and you can see you're you're aware where you are and and how far you've progressed. I love the bus. I always feel a little less trapped on the bus. Yes, yeah. Oh, I loved the bus. Um, my friend, my friend Dot was telling me about some extras in the movie of her life that are also public transportation extras. She takes the the Cal train to work up in San Francisco, and um, she said that she was sort of following this story. There was this man and this woman who, you know, they all caught the same train, and you know, the Cal train. It's not like the L that comes every two minutes; like it comes like every fifteen minutes. So you see, really see the same people on every day, you know, because everybody will be like, "All right, I'm going to catch the seven fifty six train." And um, there was this man and this woman, and she's over this period of time. She saw them meet each other, and they and and then they started to sit together, and they were you know train buddies. And then I think at one point she brought in some cookies that she had made, and she shared them with him. And and she, Dot would always keep an eye on them. And then at some point she she I think she asked the guy, not Dot, the the train woman asked the her train buddy out, and he said something about having a girlfriend. And then it was weird after that. I just love that they but, she witnessed the entire progression, oh, right? I love it. It makes yeah. me think of those um those tasteless choice commercials. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Very random and episodic. With with Giles from Buffy. Yes. Remember? I do. Yeah, Anthony Stewart Head. Well, this brings us to um we want to actually play a phone call for you about another extra in the movie of someone's life, and it's also another transportation oriented extra. Absolutely. And uh, this is a call from our friend Allison, who's a good friend of ours, and we've talked about her quite a bit. And, and we, we challenged her to, f- to call in and tell this story. And here it is. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Rob. This is Allison Bizarco calling. I guess I'm going to take you up on that deal to tell you about my favorite extra in the movie of my life. Actually, I've been meaning to call for a while, but I just never got around to it. But now... Here I am, and as Rob mentioned, the uh, the person that I'm about to describe is the crossing guard lady that crosses the children at the intersection of Howard and Ashland, near where uh, Gavin, my fiancé, and I live. There's a school on one side, there's a liquor store on the other, you know, it's basically the hood, but uh, anyway, this crossing guard lady takes her job very very, very, very seriously. And uh, let me give you a little visual first. She is a middle-aged woman, but she's approaching uh, upper middle age, basically old. Um, She's got short salt and pepper hair. She wears glasses, no makeup. And every day, rain or shine, hot or cold, doesn't matter if it's 85 degrees out, she has every layer of the crossing guard uniform on, including the hat, the gloves, the scarf, and the polyester pants and the full-length, full-fur-lined, you know, trench coat, the black trench coat. And then on top of that, she has the uh, neon vest thing, the orange neon vest. So anyway, oh, and sometimes she wears white gloves depending on her mood. Yes, you know, she's happy that day to wear white gloves. 
So anyway, she came into our lives when Gavin bought a condo a while back, and we drive um, past this intersection. On our way to work every morning, Gavin drops me off at the L stop, and then he moves on to work. So the first time we saw her, we noticed that she was talking, and there really wasn't anybody around, and we're like, well, who's she talking to? We're, like, we're not exactly sure. So we kept on going. The next morning, we noticed she was talking again, and so we rolled down our window, and we heard her, you know, kind of barking out orders to the people driving by, even though no one was listening, and we thought it was kind of odd. And the next morning, so on and so on, finally it got to the point where we would drive past and roll down our window every morning just to hear what she had to say. And basically, the gist of what she said every day was something like this. Motorist, please drive slowly past area now. There are pedestrians approaching motorists. Please drive slowly past area now. So it went something like that, or certain variations of that theme, depending on who was around. But even when there wasn't anybody around, like we would be a block or two away and there'd be no one in sight and she, we'd still see her flailing her arms and pacing back and forth and just kind of yelling at the air. But, uh, dude, I got cut off. Anyway, to continue my story, um, she takes her job very seriously and if there actually are pedestrians approaching, she kind of freaks out a little bit. She kicks it up a notch. and. Uh, then she becomes kind of like state the obvious woman because she'll say, there are pedestrians approaching, motorists, you will stop. Motorists, you are stopping, pedestrians are now crossing. I am presently crossing pedestrians. Pedestrians are safely now on the other side. Motorists, please drive slowly past area now. Something like that. And actually, one day when there were children approaching, that's when she really starts to freak out. One day I actually heard her say, The children are coming! The children are coming! Motorists, you must slow down! The children are coming! So anyway, that's Crazy Crossing Guard Lady. In her world, you are either a motorist or a pedestrian. And God forbid you roll up on like a skateboard because she wouldn't know how to categorize you. I think her head would explode. But anyway, that is my favorite extra in the movie of my life. Hope you enjoyed the story. And Rob and Sarah, speaking of enjoyable, your show is so great. I so much love it. How much do I love? How much do we love? A lot. You guys are awesome. And I almost feel like when I listen to you guys, that we're, we're sitting in uh, Sarah's old place in Evanston and, you know, sipping wine and, and playing drunken monkey ball and eating those pretzels of peanut butter filled ones from Trader Joe's. How much do we love those? Discuss. Bye. Oh, peanut butter filled pretzels. <laughs> motorists. Some motorists. Motorists. There are children approaching. Oh, motorists. Love it. I this that would be another prime video cast because Allison, as funny as she is, yeah on the message when you see her do the impersonation and she she's like she's said to me she's like i i, I want to get an audio recording of this woman you know i love her i love it and i, I to watch allison tell the story is enjoyable as well, well. next time i'm in town she's gonna recreate it for me or we'll drive by and we'll see the oh, motorist oh lady. yes motorist motorist <laughs> 
Well, she did end that call with something else near and dear to our hearts. How uh, much do we love the peanut butter filled pretzels from Trader Joe's? Now, you, if you don't have Trader Joe's, you can play along with any peanut butter filled pretzels. But the ones from Trader Joe's, well, not combos. Those don't count. Those are inferior. But there are a few other, I've seen some other same shaped, similar products. These are like a little pretzel nugget. And it's it's enclosed. You know, the combo is more like a tube. Yeah. This is an enclosed nugget. Well, I mean, the peanut butter is completely enclosed inside. Well, I love how the peanut butter has separated from the pretzel a little bit. And when you shake yes. them, they rattle a little bit. It's like a little surprise in there. It's like so, a little peanut butter I, plug. A little peanut butter Easter egg. Yeah. I love it. I always, oh. I, I'm very ritualistic about how I eat them too. I oh, sh- me too. I shake it. I shake it up to my <laughs> ear, and then I take my teeth and I take off like one yeah, half. Yeah, you of have the to thing. split it, but the lengthwise way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you eat the peanut butter part separately. That's now, what I do. Then they did. I first just grew to love those and i was like yeah. you can get them in a bag and then one time they were selling them <gasps> in like ice cream tubs the and i was tub like holy of peanut butter pretzels. crap resealable and everything i sent them to a friend of mine in texas because i kept telling her about how good they were and then i was like oh my holy crap they're in a tub now i have to just send them to you <laughs> <laughs> and then i i think i must have been at your place sarah the first time i had the chocolate covered one no it wasn't at my house because i have never bought them because i'm afraid of i'm afraid it would be too much it is a little too much. I will say this. The chocolate ones are good, mm-hmm. but it is it is too much, and you definitely can only have, like, one or two of those. Whereas the peanut butter pretzels, just the regular ones, I can polish off half a bag. And they have the big, chunky salt on them. They're the perfect mix of, of sweet and savory, which is the thing that I love in general. Yep. And... Um, the chocolate, I would imagine the chocolate cover ones would cross the line a little bit. These yeah. are primarily salty because even the peanut butters, you know, peanut butter salty. is also salty, but it is sweet. And, um, oh, they're so good. And, you know, I haven't bought them since I moved to California because I will eat the whole bag and that's not good. So, um, yeah, this but I is look not at something every that I time. keep in my house. No, but I might have to try some again for old time's sake in yeah. honor of the Allison Bizarco. Yes. They're perfect for game nights, though. They are game nights because it's a it's a really good and yummy snack that isn't messy i also like that like you're saying the sort of ritual of eating them i'm like that with a lot of food but um you know they have to eat it like to eat it a certain way you know mm-hmm. but um the these you know you're not just shoving them in your mouth like you know eat, <laughs> every time you eat one is like a little a little event and so you can make them last a really long time you know what yeah. i mean yeah. And I like to think that I'm getting some protein, too. Yeah, it's better than just the plain <laughs> white flour carbs. There's peanut butter in there. Yeah. It's, good for, it's good for the you. The pretzels are too are really thin, too. That's the best thing about yes. them. It's, it's a very delicate pretzel shell. Oh, they're Holy good. crap, they're good. Now I, <laughs> now I want them. Oh, Trader Joe's, why don't you deliver? I know. We have we haven't talked about Trader Joe's products in a while. I was a little concerned that those of you who don't have Trader Joe's would be like, "Stop it!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the peanut butter filled pretzel, I ha- you know you know where I've seen a, um, a, a reasonable looking facsimile of the Trader Joe's peanut butter filled pretzel at the Office Depot. What? Or maybe Office Max. You know how they have like bit large sizes of snacks in the uh-huh. front near the registers? For they team have building. one of these. 
Exactly, like the giant thing of red vines or Twizzlers. Or, <laughs> yeah. But they ha- they have a peanut butter pretzel that looks exactly the same. I can't I can't vouch for the quality, but they look exactly the same. So well, those of you who are are unlucky enough to to live far from Trader Joe's, check check out your local office supply because that's where you think to find snacks. You could also get a stapler or some school supplies, like we talked about last time. Oh. Post-it notes. We didn't even get into how much I love post-it notes. <laughs> We've gotten off track. I wanted. I wanted to. Um, after the peanut butter pretzels, we wanted to talk a little bit more about our friend Allison Bazarco. Yeah, and basically, let's just say it. How much do we love Allison Bazarco? Aside, she okay. She's really smart and really funny. But even better than that, she's an amazing musician and um, amazing we, and amazing vocal amazing. arranger. Like, yeah. Well, amazing. now she's. She is in a vocal trio with Mr. Rob Lindley. That's correct. And another fabulous woman named um, Anne Smith. Anne Smith. Who's a listener as well. Yes. Hi, Anne. And I never know whether she's Sheridan or Anne. She's Anne Sheridan Smith professionally now. Right. That's what confused me. Um, But they're really, really great. Actually, you guys have a new website. We do. And what is that address? It's foiledagain Three. The number three. Yes. Not the, the not number the three. three. Exactly. We'll put a link on the website. You guys yeah. should um, go check it out. They're really, really great. And Allison does all the arranging for you guys, right? Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's just an amazing musician. She's just one of those incredibly intuitive and smart musicians. But she's also a great songwriter. And um, her stuff is, is how would you describe it? It's definitely on the countryside. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely. kind of rocky. Yeah, Allison was definitely influenced a lot by Lucinda Williams and Sheryl Crow, Jillian mm-hmm. um, oh, Welch, people like that. Um, so it's uh, she's got I don't know I what I love about Allison is that she's got a really beautifully trained, amazing voice. So she's like an, a lot of times when you hear folky country stuff, sometimes they're not the best singers. Right, she's you know, got, it's she's a got very the full stylized. package. Yeah, she, yeah, but Allison. She's got the goods. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I love her songwriting. It's just so, so good. And um, Well, and she plays her voice like an instrument. You know, I mean, yeah. she really uses a lot of color and in the, sort of the paint box of her voice. And um, you guys should all check her out. And she has yeah. a MySpace page where you can listen to a lot of music. And if you go and check her out, let her know that you heard about her from us, actually. That's right. And, she's and um, a, if you're in the Chicago area, she's got, an, I know, at least three gigs in the month of September of 06 coming up. She's doing, um, and they're all listed on the MySpace page with uh, info and all that, but and the MySpace page is, you know, www.myspace.com slash Allison Bazarco. It's Allison with two L's, and then it's just like it sounds, B-A-Z-A-R-K-O. She's um, from a good uh, Polish family in the northwest side of Indiana. Yeah, Bazarco. And she has a fun Midwestern accent. She does. I love her accent. <laughs> she does. So we um, are going to sign off tonight and leave you, instead of with our regular closing music, we're going to play a tune by The Baz, which is what we call her. The Bazzy. So if you um, have something that you love, let us know at podcast at howmuchdowelove.com or you could call our listener line. It's 206-33-WE-LOVE. That's 33-W-E-L-U-V. Yeah, we love getting calls. And we love Allison Bazarco. So we'll say, see you guys next time. And enjoy this tune.
And of song. 